Welcome to Journey Jargon, where we not only walk the talk, we talk the walk each and every week and elaborate how blessed it is to walk with Christ as he lives his life in us, through us, for us, and as us. May the Lord bless you indeed. Thanks for joining us today on this leg of our journey. Okay, good morning. Welcome to Journey Jargon. I'm Kenny Ashley. I'm here along with Steve House and Katie Butler. And we're here to talk about some of the topics that relate to our culture and what the Bible has to say about. Uh, so we're going to uh, talk about the walk with Jesus today. Uh, and one of the things that, uh, you know, I've been studying scripture for so long that it, 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 there's not a whole lot that's fresh that I hadn't heard in some form or another. It's kind of like hamburger helper. Still hamburger, but you just help it. Well, I've tasted that before. But this this morning <clears throat> that I came across was really, it was different. Uh, and I remember one time that we had a potato masher. And we had some potatoes that we were boiling. We were going to make mashed potatoes. I was looking for the mashed potatoes. Because we have a drawer like probably you do. It's got all the utensils. It's just everywhere. Uh-huh. And a bunch of them. And we had a potato masher that it, it, it had a white handle on it. I knew it had a white handle on it. So I'm looking all over the place for a white handle potato masher. I'm just looking. I said, Wanda, where is the potato masher? She walked in there and picked it up and handed it to me. I said, that's got a black handle. But it was the potato masher. I wasn't looking for the potato masher. I was looking for the handle. I, it had to have a white handle. I wasn't looking for a black handle. I was looking for a white handle. <clears throat> See, I think a lot of times in Scripture, mm-hmm. we see what we're looking to see. We're looking for our theology to fit in with what Scripture says so that we can... Fit it. And sometimes we just miss it completely because we're looking for a white handle, and really it's a black handle, and we miss it. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that, uh, in Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, one of the verses that I think people have really, really misunderstood, and, and I did for a long time myself, Matthew five thirty nine through 40 says, Jesus said, But I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. Now, when you read that first thing, but I tell you not to resist an evil person, how does that come across to you? Tolerance. Tolerance. Just don't. Yeah. Don't fight them. Don't, don't do fight anything. them. Just don't resist them. Yeah. So you know, I've looked at that, and you immediately I go to the fact. Well, Jesus is against self-defense. There's evil people. Mm-hmm. Don't resist them. Mm-hmm. But what happens if somebody busts in your house and got a gun and he's going to kill you and your family? Are you are you supposed to resist? Not the evil person. Just he's supposed to let him just kill you. What do you think about that? Um, no. I mean, I think that, you know, that kind of self-defense is acceptable. But I guess I've always thought that Jesus would, that's like kind of the second option or whatever, or the last resort. It's not the best option. Yes. It's B. Yeah, it's Go the B option. Yeah, yeah, a. yeah. So the best thing to do is just don't resist them and let them shoot you. Well... No, I mean, I would have hid, I probably would like hide and, 
or something like that. So would Jesus be against me shooting him? I think if you were to have asked me this at a different time, I would have had different answers. Amen. Amen. I agree with you, Katie. I, I, you know, there was a time where you, I would say, yeah, I guess you're just, I guess you're just supposed to let it go and, uh, and just let him shoot you. Absolutely. But, you know, but let, let, let's take a look. Uh, here we're looking for the wide handle potato masher here. And we're just going to take Jesus literally right here. Don't resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. This has got to be talking about people who attack you physically. That's just the way I took it. But when you look at it, and I've heard people tell me this too, but they didn't explain it to me this way. Jesus is talking about whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. That's that's talking about an insult. That's not a physical attack. Hmm. Somebody's not attacking you, they're insulting you. And this is this is the freshness that I've never really thought of it this way. If you're standing in front of me, and I'm going to cold cock you, and most people are right-handed. There's not as many left-handed people, left-handed people are only people in their right mind. If you know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> you know, uh, When you attack somebody and you're right-handed, if I'm, if I'm going to slap you in the face, which and you're facing me, which side of your face am I going to hit? Left side. Left side? Mm-hmm. But that's not what Jesus said. Whoever slaps you on your right side, turn to him the other also. Never really thought about this. Never really thought about this. If he's attacking, if I'm attacking you and I hit you, if I'm right, I'm going to hit you on your left cheek. Jesus says, no, no, it's not a left cheek. This is a right cheek. Mm-hmm. What's the right cheek represent? If I'm going to insult you, I'll backhand you. I'll just he'll pop you in the with my back hand on your right cheek. He's not talking about physically. He's talking about an insult. Okay. You remember the old day where you used to take the two gloves, you know, and they'd go up there and say, pop you in the face and say, I challenge you to a duel. Yes. You know, uh-huh. it's an insult. Trying to get goad you into having a duel. Mm-hmm. He hit him on the right cheek. He's talking about an insult here. Not a physical attack. But we read that first part of that word, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. I'll immediately say, oh my goodness, if somebody attacks me physically, don't resist them. No, 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 no. He's talking about insults. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus, when he was reviled and insulted, he didn't revile back. That's but he right. trusted himself to him who judges justly. He didn't He didn't go back at him. I'm not talking about a physical thing. Uh since most people, you know, we tend to think that's an attack. We don't get insulted. What What's the big deal about an insult? Insult. It's not going to change who I am in Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change my identity or what Jesus thinks about me or what think about me. Mm-hmm. Just take it. They call Jesus a wine bibber, a glutton. You know, mm-hmm. they called mm-hmm. him a bastard because he didn't really have a father. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they they insulted him. Uh, but you see, he's talking about insult here. He is not talking about a physical attack. Uh, now, let's get down to the question now about what do we do then? If this is an insult, we turn the other cheek. If you're looking at it from the standpoint of a physical attack, okay, they hit me on the right cheek, I turn the left, I've, I've run out of cheeks, 
all bets are off. Now we're going to attack them. You know mm-hmm. that. No, that's that's not the thing. Anyway, uh, see, Jesus wasn't talking about self-defense here. Uh, Christ did not intend to teach that we are to see our families murdered and be murdered ourselves rather than make resistance. But there's so many people take that. Do not resist an evil person. So somebody busts in your house, don't resist them. Just let them shoot you. Uh-huh. Well, that's ludicrous to me. I mean, it can't be that way. The law of nature, all laws, human and divine, justify self-defense when you're in danger. Uh, it cannot be the intention of what Jesus is saying for a father to sit coolly by and see his family butchered and not be allowed to defend them. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, defending self and others is justified even if it requires lethal force. Uh, I think, think I never thought about this either. You just don't think about it. Ecclesiastes says there's a time to kill. There's a time to speak. There's a time for war. Mm-hmm. There's a time to kill. Mm-hmm. And there's a time to refrain from killing. Mm-hmm. So if there's a time to kill, then what about that? Uh, now Jesus at one point, and here's the thing, and I'm going to ask you, I've asked my scholars this morning, if there was ever a time in Scripture where Jesus told his disciples to, to, to get a sword, a physical sword, to arm themselves. To arm themselves. And and people look at no, Jesus wouldn't say that. Why did they say Jesus wouldn't say? That? Because he said, Don't resist evil. You know, just I think they I think everybody thinks of Jesus as a passive pacifist. revolutionary figure mm-hmm. where he's you know, he's loving, he's you know, teaching people how to love, and therefore, you know, he probably wouldn't have said, you know, right. go get a sword. Because I didn't, rec- I don't recall, I didn't, before you mentioned it, recall that in scripture yeah. at all. But I've read it before, and you probably read it too. Oh, yeah, I've been in the Bible my whole life. Right. But see, that's a white handed potato. Answer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because you're not looking for Jesus to tell people go by, well, that must have some kind of spiritual meaning. You know, this Bible was a sword, so it must be talking about the Bible. can't be talking about a physical sword. But see, that's really not what he's talking about here at all. Uh, the verse of Scripture that we're looking at, uh, Luke 22, 36, 35 through 37. Read that in context for us. All right. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you without purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, but now, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. Okay. Now, you're Jesus. And he sent him out one time and said, don't take anything with you. I'll take care of everything. Don't take any money. Don't take any clothes. Don't take any weapons. Just go. I'll take care of you. And they said, did you lack anything then? No. No. We, you took care of everything. Now, I'm telling you something different. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a purse with money in it, take it and fill it up with money. And 
if you got a bag, take some clothes with you. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It's that important. Sell your coat and buy a sword. A sword's more important than your cloak right now. Because it's written, he was numbered with the transgressors. Mm-hmm. I want you to think, let's, let's just, in our culture today, was Jesus innocent? Did Jesus ever commit a crime no. worthy of punishment, much less death? No. No. But when he arrested, beaten, flogged, he blasphemed, he blasphemed God, they said, because he claimed to be God. He was innocent as a lamb, and yet they crucified him. Jesus is saying, the time of my fulfillment is coming. This is what's going to happen to me. It's going to be chaotic. And you're going to have to, there's going to be evil people in the world that you're going to, have to protect yourself against. Go out and get you a sword. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's so interesting to me because it was years ago I was convicted that, that I need to have a handgun in the house because I thought I wouldn't be able to live with, live with myself if somebody broke in and killed my family. And, and because I thought, well, I shouldn't have a handgun in the house. Right. Now, this is kind of saying yep. you should protect yourself. Be ready. Yes. Evil's out there. That's exactly what he's saying. He said, the time of my fulfillment is here. I'm reaching the fulfillment of my time. Mm-hmm. You look at what's happening in the world. Did you ever think you'd live long enough where people in streets would be literally burning buildings, breaking glass, stealing, looting, and all that kind of stuff? And, and you say, well, that can't get to me. Uh, Bull feathers, it's getting closer and closer and closer. The time of fulfillment is coming. It's getting closer mm-hmm. by the day. Now, you think about, well, Jesus, that's got to have some kind of spiritual meaning, not a physical sword. But when you, you remember when Peter, when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden, mm-hmm. and one of the Gospels said Peter had a sword and cut off Malchus, the high priest's ear, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Jesus didn't say, what are you doing with the sword? You're not supposed to have to. He didn't say that. Mm-hmm. What he said was, no more of this. We, we're not, th- yeah. this is, now it's time for the kingdom stuff, not the physical kingdom. Now, uh, physical stuff. Now it's time to pursue the kingdom. And how did Jesus combat evil? He surrendered and he died on the cross. But in the meantime, there's evil people trying to stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. You look in the Old Testament where, where there were evil people trying to, they tried to stuff out Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. They went through and killed all the boy babies trying to kill Jesus. They went through and killed all the boy babies trying to get rid of Moses, mm-hmm. who was the deliverer. I mean, there have been people trying to snuff out the line so Jesus would never get here. And what did God tell them? You know, go out, these people are evil. Go out and kill them all. Women, children, animals, everything. Because if you don't, they're going to kill you, and the Messiah will never get here. Mm-hmm. People say, well, look how mean God was. No, no, this is evil people trying to stop God's will, especially for Jesus coming to earth as the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've kind of, you know, Christians are all pacifists. They don't carry guns. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't fight. They don't do that. And what's, look what's happened to our culture. I mean, why do why does evil people say things about Christians? Because they won't do anything about it. They just they'll just let us say it, and they'll let us come in there and kill them. They won't do anything about it. because we've been taught a bill of goods that well Christians are not supposed to defend themselves. But that's not mm-hmm. what 
Jesus said. Now they're burning the Bibles. Now they're burning Bibles. And, and I never, oh my goodness, that would be, that's the, that's the height of blasphemy. Yeah. To me, they're burning flags. So forget about what you think about the flags. To me, if you don't like the country, there's plenty of others you can go to. Don't try to take away mm-hmm. what God's put, you know, the blessings of this country. To me, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Doesn't mean we can't try to make it better. Yeah, absolutely. We should, and we should. But when you start burning Bibles because you don't like it, uh, it, it's dangerous out there. It's really dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so the point of what we're trying to say here is here is that sometimes we read Scripture, Mm -hmm. and Jesus is not even talking about it. Yeah. I'll give you another quick example. Uh, You know, you've heard an eye for an eye. And a tooth for a tooth. Well, people, uh, what happened over the years when, when that was in the Old Testament, an eye for an eye and tooth for tooth, they diverted that and, and distorted that and says, see, I mean, that means you can fight. I mean, if they, you know, gouge your eye out or they knock your eye out, you, you go get them. It was an excuse to go fight. That's not what God put it there for. He was emphasizing the punishment must fit the crime. Mm-hmm. Somebody knocks your eye out, all you can do is take their eye. You can't kill them. You can't do any more than that. That's right. See? Uh, a tooth for tooth. They knock your tooth out, you can't kill them. You can take a tooth. If you not, you could, okay, you got caught for speeding. We're going to get capital punishment. We're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. See, you think that's ludicrous, but you know, Old Testament people would tell you that, well, I can kill him. He knocked my eye out. I can kill him. No. Jesus is not saying that. For, for another example, in Deuteronomy 28, I know this is a totally different thing. Jesus says, if you're going to divorce your wife, you've got to give her a writing of divorcement. Because in those days, you know, if I was a man you want, and you burnt my toast and I didn't like it, I said, you're out of here, I'm divorcing you. A woman had no recourse. She couldn't work. She couldn't do everything. She was cast out. And, and people would not, she would starve to death on the street. So God says, okay, if you're going to divorce her, you've got to give her a right in divorce, but tell people why. Not that she committed adultery or did some heinous act, so that at least when people come and say, well, I'm divorced, why are you divorced? Well, here, here's a writing from my husband. I burnished toast. Oh, so you didn't commit adultery. You didn't do anything heinous. So at least people might have pity on her. He wasn't condoning divorce. He was saying, I know that you're going to do it because your hearts were hard. And even in Matthew 19, where he talks about the clause about divorcing people, he said, they said, didn't Moses say that you could divorce your wife for any cause? Jesus said, he said that. But the reason he said that was because their hearts were so hard, they they were divorcing their wives for any reason. So Moses said, if you're going to do it, here's the only way you can do it. You've got to give her a right of he was not saying, I'm in favor of divorce. Mm-hmm. Just like an eye for an eye. I'm not saying you ought to go out there and fight. The limit of your fighting should be according to the crime. Somebody steals your, uh, you know, your car. Okay, the, you can't go out and kill them for a car. You know, you, you know eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. Uh, so sometimes we just read scripture and just add to it what we think. Because that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And we miss it. But uh, Jesus does not oppose self-defense. 
lot of people think he's a pacifist that resists not evil, but that's not talking about the evil somebody coming in wants to take your life and that of your family. He's talking about insults. Evil people are going to insult you. Turn the other cheek. Don't really when he was reviled, he reviled out again. So, uh, it's just one of those things that I think our culture needs here. I've never thought about having a handgun in my house because I never thought I needed one. But in this day, in this climate, in this atmosphere, uh, I think I need to do something to protect my family and myself. I never really thought about it that way. And the reason I hadn't, I said, well, Jesus will take care of us. <coughs> Jesus will take care of us. But he could have took care of the children of Israel and killed all the people himself. But he said, now you go out, they would come against you, here's what you do. You fight them. Uh, so, <coughs> he could have taken care of the apostles. He, didn't he could have taken, he could have absolutely done that. And he said, nope, get a sword. This time you go get a, go get a sword. So, but anyway, I know this is a little controversial, but it's a way of looking at things that, uh, a lot of people don't look at, especially in this culture and climate, and that's what we're going to talk about. How God, we're talking about talking about the walk and how God fits into our cultural climate. Where we are today. I'd, I'd never remembered. I've read it probably ten times, but never remembered him telling him, go get a sword. But we thought that potato masher had a different colored hand. Yeah, there. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, that's good. It's good being with you. We got one little announcement to make. Uh, Katie is working on a uh, an app, a journey app that you can get on your phone or your iPad that you can listen to the podcast. You can see the videos that we're doing on Facebook. You can see the sermons. You you can listen to the sermons. Everything we got that we're putting out here about Jesus being your life, Galatians two twenty, uh, will be on that thing, and so you won't have to worry about. Or you don't think, well, I don't do Facebook. Uh, you know, I don't do it. Everything you need will be on that app. And she's done a great job with it. We're looking forward to having that meeting next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be letting you know more about that. So hope you'll hope you'll get the app and uh, punch it in. And, and uh, Stephen Turley said, you hit that subscribe button and join us on our journey walks <laughs> and our journey jargon family. So, but anyway, right. God bless you for being here. Back with you next time.